Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Detroit Lions and how the Redskins played like crap, but still pulled one out. Another W going into Monday Night Football live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? What's up, yo, yo, what's happening? Welcome to Harry Hog, episode number 144, following the Redskins' ugly, yet still a victory in the Dome Ford Field in lowly Detroit, Michigan. In the game, oh, really? oh, Detroit. And his mom's Dude, are, um, are we really only at 144? I thought we did that like three times already. Nah. Uh, nope. No. 144. Josh just got back from Vegas, so his uh, reality is a little bit skewed. They were pump, pumping in a lot of oxygen. Dudes, I won 100 bucks. Not on Sweet. the game. You told me you lost on the game. No, not on the game. Not from the game. They didn't cover. But but I did stick a $5 bill into a penny machine, and I'm not kidding you. I sat there for like a minute, and I thought it said I was going to get back $9.65, but it was really $96.50. On nice. pennies? Yeah. Sweet, dude. So how'd you catch all those pennies? Did you have to, like, take off your shirt and tie it in a knot <laughs> and, like, hold it under the thing? Is it like, ka-chunk, 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 ding, 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 Dude, let me tell you, $96 in pennies, that's a lot of pennies. <laughs> so did the dude come over and be like, congratulations, sir. You're a big uh, winner. You know, it's, it's not old school anymore, man. It's like, you know, you push the button to print your ticket, and you walk up to what looks like a big fancy ATM and stick your ticket in and spits cash out at you. Oh, so it didn't give you 96 bucks and pennies? Nope. You are? It don't That's work horrible. like that no more. That's horrible. That is horrible. I, w- I, d- I would like to give a, shot, a shout out to our old friend Ellie Brown, though. I did go to her show while I was out there, and she was excellent in it. And uh, Is she a Redskins fan? Ellie and I got some dinner. You know, we didn't talk about football, but huh. you know, I, I just met her for dinner really quick. Is she a Vegas showgirl now? Does she like do she the is. red kicks? So if stuff? you're out in Vegas, go see the Jubilee show. <laughs> go see the Jubilee show and go see our, our friend Ellie Brown in it. Harry Hog What's football. What's her last name? Brown. <laughs> Brown? Doo-doo Brown. Dude, don't try to play it again. We might have another mishap. No, I've already Turn erased around. it off the thing. <laughs> So anyway, the the Redskins, thank goodness, beat Detroit. Unfortunately, for half of the game, I was uh, stuck inside a convention center that lost satellite, and I couldn't get the game. The only game that I could find anywhere was the stupid Bucks and uh, Dallas game. But uh, what? Thank, thankfully, Aaron gave me the play-by-play most of the most of the second half. Yeah, I called him and I was like, dude, giving him the play-by-play. And I was like, our fat punter just stepped onto the field. <laughs> <laughs> and then Josh and I was bust out laughing because he was like, dude, you did not just say that. The biggest guy. There, like there were these huge Dallas fans everywhere. And, and I'm a big guy. But I said, these guys make me look like Santana Moss. I mean, these guys were just, this dude was enormous. And it wasn't enormous in a good way. 
It was like... Dude, what is a guy you know, enormous in a good way? Like somebody that's enormous with muscle. This is not that. <laughs> this is more like... This is more like they've been hanging out in the Vegas buffets too long. He was enormous. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, um... The uh, Lions game. Let's get on to that. Yeah, hail victory. Hail victory. Was a victory. I was talking to Josh about this uh, right right before you got back on the phone before we started recording, Aaron. Um, half of me is pissed off because we haven't won a game of more than eight points this year, and I really thought this was the game where we were just going to whoop up. But on the other hand, we're six and two. Mm-hmm. We're six and two halfway through the season. Dude, yeah, we're we're a half game out in the NFC East, and we're uh, we're leading the wild card chase right now. Yeah, and oh, man, I have dude, to point dude, out what I'm just going to say that it was so I was so pulling for Pittsburgh there for that uh, against the Giants. Oh yeah, Can't they, they blew didn't it. pull it out. They blew it. Uh, they blew it. We'll talk I, about the Steelers. Back to the Lions bit. game though. We um, dudes, seriously. Uh, we went into that game banged up. We didn't have Horton. We didn't have Springs. Um, we didn't have Samuels. Surprise. That, the Samuels was a huge one, dude, because that Massive. made that made we had to put on higher on the left side. And on you the said left. He, didn't you say, Josh, that he played the left side in college? I don't know. No, he, I thought he played. I thought he played. Used to play the left side when he came into the Redskins. No, he played. He played the right. Well. No, that's what he's, I mean. Like coming from college to the Redskins, I thought he played the left side. He's practiced on the left side in case because he's the backup tackle, I believe, on both sides. So obviously, he is now. But, yeah, but Samuels yeah. hasn't missed a game since he's been on the team until this time, though. So he hasn't actually played a real game there. Yeah, I got to say, I, I, I uh, made a comment. Tom Humphreys, or Tom's trivia, Tom put a, uh, a post on the on the website, and and. Uh, he said something about if we're missing Moss with his little hamstring tweak, tweak that we're going to talk about in a little bit, um, that we're in big trouble. And I said, you know what? Even worse than that, if Chris Samuels is out, out again, we're mm-hmm. in big, big trouble. Because mm-hmm. we're not playing the Lions next week. So what's the word on Chris Well, let's, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. let's save the injury report. For the injury report. So, so report. step on, step on higher. So... Does he get his starting position back? No, dude. Santa no. got named the uh, starter last week. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that, dude. Yeah. And in the but, Lions game, we can kind of see why uh, Stefan Heyer did not have a great game. But he was on the left side. He was on the other side. He hasn't been used to playing that. I'm just saying. Just to play devil's advocate here. That's why we need Samuels back for the Pittsburgh game. Yes. That was the yes. that was the uh, the problem I noticed the most in the game. Right there. For that and the fact that we can't damn get touchdowns in the red zone. And penalties. And penalties. Oh, my goodness. The number 76 was cursed because 76 on both sides got multiple penalties in this game. Speaking of that BS uh, face mask penalty on... Um, oh, man, what was that? Jansen. That, that was ridiculous. His hand, in case you couldn't see it, Josh, his hand basically... Slipped across the guy's face mask and down to his shoulder, and they called a face mask on it. Yeah, there was no tug. There was no yank. There was no jerking of the head. This was in the second quarter. Sick. And it was on a third-down conversion. 
third down conversion on a uh, screen to Cooley. And I have to also point out that he's on offense. Offense. Yeah. Exactly. It, and that ended and in that drive. drive. That drive ended with the uh, missed field goal that went wide right from 50. Dude, where I was livid about Sean Sweezum at that point. But he did, from after that point in the game, he actually had a really good game. Yeah, but I was pretty upset. And I was also kind of uh, upset later in the game. like Before halftime, I don't think I've been that mad at the Redskins all year. Yeah, was. neither have I. And then later in the game, I was pretty mad when they went for the two-point conversion. And... Yeah, that was kind of questionable because that really could have come back to haunt us. We would have been up by nine instead of eight. And it would have been a two-score game in the fourth quarter. After Santana Moss, I mean, Superman not only scored a long touchdown, but uh, returned a kick or a punt for 80 yards for another touchdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we were talking about with that hamstring tweak, things like that, that's exactly why they don't want to put him back there to return punts. They don't want him to get hurt because he's so dynamic on offense. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be someone else to return kicks other than Randall L. He sucks. <laughs> I know, dude. I mean, there's no getting around it. We all love Randall L., but he sucks at returning kicks or punts. He's horrible. God, horrible. Thank you. <laughs> Who said that? God. Oh, man. Here, yeah. Here we, we were just before uh, uh, San Antonio Moss, as Brian. San Antonio Moss. Calls him. Before he returned that kick, we were, <laughs> me and John were on the phone just saying, man, we need to get someone else in there returning kicks. And then, like, Santana Moss caught the ball and, like, ran into, I think it was Randall L. It could have been no, Randall L. and the defender ran into him and, like, knocked him back. But anyway, and then San, San Antonio Moss ran, like, <laughs> I don't know, 20 yards. He was up to the 50, maybe even crossed the 50 before um, the Fox G team announcers realized that it was not Randall L. that had the ball. <laughs> That's not Randall L. That's Santana Moss with the ball. <laughs> Antonio Moss. Brian Billick was doing that a lot during the game, just calling the raw. He'd be talking about Chris Cooley and he'd say Jason Campbell. Uh-huh. You know, he did that a lot, but he's actually not bad. He's just having trouble getting his name straight. <laughs> yeah. And he say he came back on at one point and he was like, I, I hope he's not mad that I'm calling him San Antonio. And you know, like, during the commercial break, the dude in the truck is like, dude, you got to stop calling him San Antonio Moss. <laughs> no, dude. His partner, <laughs> Tom Brenneman or whatever, called him out on it. Oh, did he really? He was like, it's Santonia. It's Santana. <laughs> oh, man, it was funny. Dude, you got to stop calling him Santonio. <laughs> He's on the P- his Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, Santonio led the team with nine receptions, 140 large, and one touchdown. Um, Cooley was behind that, six for 74. But he had a pretty good game, but he did have one drop. Basically, mm-hmm. he got hit when the ball got there, but it was kind of a drop. And Aaron, you were talking about this because um, last week he had a fumble out of bounds. He had another drop, and Cooley seems distracted. He seems distracted, and John was the first to call it out that we believe, we are speculating that it happened has to do with a big change that has taken place in his life. I'm telling you, I think we touched on this last week, Josh. Um, that uh. Yeah. He's probably angry at his his, his uh, new wife that uh, she hasn't sent us a thank you note for the napkin <laughs> ring, 
man. That's probably eaten at him like every week during the game. Yeah. During the game, he's like, damn it, I can't believe they didn't send Harry Hog football. Thank you, no, for that napkin ring. He's out oh, there. Here's the ball. <laughs> yeah, he's out there about to catch that third down pass, you know, the two-yard pass, you know, to uh, – have his first and 10 at the 20, and uh, he's like, crap, they need to send that, and then he drops it. Dude, he, can't, he can't be any more distracted than he was when she was actually cheering on the sidelines. Um, Yeah, he can, because now she's got chores for him to do. Exactly, dude. Money <laughs> back in that whip. Dude, when you get Not home in that today, pre-marital way, in that post-marital way. When you get home from scoring touchdowns today, dear, please fix the back door. It's sticking. <laughs> and take out the garbage. You haven't taken it out no, in ser- two weeks. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, dude, in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, <laughs> I hope it doesn't become an Andre Agassi, Brooke Shields kind of thing. You know? You know what I'm saying? What, that she'll go and, like, do commercials for a Volkswagen? Uh... No, what happened to Andre Agassi's career? He was he was on top of his game. He married Brooke Shields. The whole time he was married to Brooke Shields, he could, he could like it's like he could barely win a, a match. Could barely and win. And then he came back because he started dating someone in the field. Oh yeah. He started dating Steffi. He, he, yeah, he and Brooke ended it. He started dating Steffi Graf. Dude, and next thing you know, are you suggesting that Chris Cooley date someone in the field? Um, in the <laughs> field, yeah, maybe. Can't. Maybe Casey Raybach or uh, <laughs> dude, he he's married to someone in the field, except she got fired from her job. Oh yeah, he's married to a cheerleader. <laughs> that's, that's good. He might be alright. Right, you know, dude, yeah. I'm not talking about Chris Cool. We need to date some hanging brains. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, I you know I hope that that's not the case. So I hope it's not the case anyway. But keep your eye on him. He's been a little distracted. Let's see if he shapes up against the Steelers. Because he could have pulled that ball in. He should have. The old Chris Cooley would have pulled that ball in. Yeah, well, dude, he still I mean, he still had a really good game. He still had 6 for 74. He'll be back. In a couple of third-down conversions in that game. It's just a matter of the team connecting and not making mistakes and stop having it either, either – whether it's Jason Campbell holding on to the ball too long in the pocket, it's good he's relying on his line, blah, 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 but he can't hold on to the ball and fumble. It was like last year's Jason Campbell on a couple plays. Mm-hmm. And between that, the penalties, the false starts, dropping the third down conversions, going out of bounds, like not being aware where you of, of your location on the field a little bit with Santana Moss. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't on the force out. The, uh, the force out is the rule is what it is. That, that, that was a force out. That was a good call according to the rule change this year. But the, for the, that was on the second down. The first down, where he just caught it and just kind of lackadaisically walked out of mound, he could have tried to tiptoe that. I don't know if he could have, dude. Maybe the ball is a little far won. out. He could have tried. He could have tried. tried. But then maybe he would have hurt his hamstring. Oh, wait. All right. Dude, all when Todd Yoder had that one catch... He had that ball swinging out like it was an Easter basket. <laughs> I know. And I was screaming at him. I was like, "Cut that ball, in, dude!" Oh I know, and I thought it was cool. I thought it was Cooley at first, and then I was even more mad. Oh man, I was just like, "Yoder, tuck the ball in." I mean, it was just swinging out there like la 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 la. I can't tell you guys how many times I've seen um, Yoder catch the ball, and I thought it was Cooley because I just see the seven and like his size. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, dudes, you know what it's time for? It's time for this week's 
Kick in the Balls Award. That's right. It's time for this week's Kick in the Balls Award, brought to you by Ridapoo. Brought to you by what? Ridapoo. Really? Again? Triangle Casket Store. Dude, they're our number one sponsor. Okay. Anyway, um, John, you want to uh, kick off the kicks? Nope, I won first last week. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, give it to me because, you know, uh, I'm the guy that, that didn't even get to watch the whole game yet. Dude, you I heard the play-by-play. Play. You did see. get the last semi-live play-by-play. Mm-hmm. My kick in the balls goes to John Adams for not answering his phone when I called him three times during the game. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I think I answered it once. The other two times I was on the I was on the phone with Aaron. Uh huh. And Aaron. I tried to well, I can't click over and then lose Aaron and then click back. I was gonna try to get you on a three way call. <laughs> Unfortunately, you had already hung up and gotten on with Aaron. So you guys were getting it on with each other. <laughs> so I figured I'd let that go. Uh, oh man! I'm, I'm gonna. I'm if, you gonna have to... me, if, if you want to kick me in the balls for uh, watching the entire game, um, no, 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 no. You only no, got half the game in. Uh, that's fine, dude. I'm just busting your balls. Here's the deal. Uh, I'm just busting your balls, man. Just busting your balls. Just busting your balls. I'm just gonna have to defer my kick at this point. Uh, you know what I'm gonna have to do? I think is finish watching this game, and then I'll put a kick up on the website. So if you really want to see who I kick. You can do it that way. Okay. All right, John. You On to you, John. I'm trying. Huh? I'm flipping. I'm flipping through the uh, Harry Hogg football uh, rule book to see if this is allowed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. I think if you defer after until the uh, podcast is over, you automatically kick yourself. Oh, oh really? Well, I'm not that flexible, so there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Dude, you should kick that Cowboys fan that was in front of you, whose girth was a. Uh... Dude, if I would have kicked it, you wouldn't even have felt it. There would have been like a ripple in the room. But I mean, hey Josh, dude, do you remember? He was like a gigantic, gigantic walking Jello mold. Dude. Do you remember when you were trying to get me to go with you to Vegas, and you're like, "Dude, the game will be on any place we want to see it. It's Vegas." Dude, it was. It was on in the books. And and I left the book to go to the convention center because the guy told me he had it on in his booth, and I went, and, and it was on. And then suddenly they lost their satellite feeds in the convention center. So I had to go out, walk a mile, and I finally found, like, the Bucks in Dallas game. Only, I could have gone back all the way across town to the casino, but I wouldn't have been able to make it back in time for a meeting at the end of the game. So it is what it is. But you gave me the play-by-play, so it's all good. Well, Josh, I only have one thing to say about that, Aaron. What? Cut. Go cut. ahead, cut. <laughs> go ahead and cut. <laughs> all right, I'll go ahead. Uh, I'll find myself a kick. Um, you know, I thought about kicking Jansen because of the penalties, but he really got hosed on that face mask. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, could kick. Clinton Portis for having his little argument on the sideline with Jim Zorn, and Jim Zorn pretty much slapping him down and saying, you will make me some money, uh, bitch. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what he did, as a good head coach should. Um, 
Um, man, who do I want to kick in this game? Because, I mean, you know, it was disappointing, but still did all right. I know who I'm going to kick. Against such an absolutely positively horrible team, we had no interceptions, and we have one sack from Demetric Evans, the highly underrated Demetric Evans, again, had the only sack in the game, um, while we watched number 55 get, like, no pressure for the rest of the plays for almost the entire game after that. Uh, so my my uh, my kicking balls is going to go to the defense for giving up 17 points to the Lions and for not getting oh any turnovers and for not getting only, or for only getting one sack except for London Fletcher. Because he was awesome. London Fletcher made that massive open field tackle on Calvin Johnson to end the game. To end the game. He had one of those not in my house, and they hit, hit the ground, and he was like, wait, this is your house. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, game over. Except for that, there were like 10,000 Redskins fans there out of like 55,000 fans. Dude, there were not 55,000 fans there. I think that was the official call. <laughs> it was 55. Speaking of, dudes, I think I told you guys this. I went on the Detroit <laughs> Lions website on, was it Wednesday or Thursday? And I was like, Tickets, yes, buy ticket, individual game, this weekend. And then it was like, best available. And it came up with 8th row, 30-yard line. I could have bought for $120. And speaking of that, we can get some uh, pretty swanky seats at the Bengals Stadium if they have such a thing. For about that much money, um, in about that same section, looking at the 20, 30, I think even around the 40-yard line, there were seats for 129 Sweet. I'm thinking there was actually one group, I think, on the 40-yard line that was 129 apiece for three seats, dude. I'm thinking nice. of going. That'll be awesome. I'm going. actually thinking of going. Uh, uh, Amy and I were talking about taking Sam up to the Giants game, too, actually. It's right around Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the Smithsonian and all that good stuff. It's going That's to be cool. Don't take him to an Eagles game. I wouldn't do that. Like, you need us and Jamie there as, like, protection if you're going to bring a kid to that game. <laughs> anyway, I know. I think I know who I'm going to give my kick to. All right, dude. Go ahead. I'm going to have to give my kick to number 17, Jason Campbell, for fumbling twice. Dude, seriously. Yeah. And on the other hand, when you were talking about possibly giving your kick to Jansen, another argument against that would be the fact that he fell on that one, which could possibly have saved the game. And he wasn't, like, right next to it either. No, he ran and he covered it up. He not ran only did he, co- he wasn't on the screen when that ball hit the turf. Yeah, and not only did he cover it up with his hands, he brought his legs up so no one could try to, like... Like, he was cradling it, like, in the fetal position. Uh-huh. Like, so no one else could try to tear it away from him. I'm telling you, dude definitely earned his job back a couple weeks ago. But anyway, yeah, Jason Campbell is... Starting to fumble. That's what was that four times in two weeks? Um, I think it's three, three times in two weeks. Well, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's who my kick's going to. Uh, <laughs> what this country needs is another war. What? All right. No pudding. Okay. <laughs> So, all right, so that wraps this up. So let's go ahead and move on then to the good part. And now, the comedy and Emperor Game Ball Award. All right. 
It's time for the Game Ball Awards. Uh, you want me to go first again? Sure, dude. Do we might as well just skip you, right? No, no, don't skip me on this one. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, because... because he, saw the, he saw the highlights. The highlight reel, that's right. <laughs> no, not the low light reel. Yeah, they don't show no, it. I, I, <laughs> I did see the, fir- the first half, and I got the play-by-play on the second half. I just really want to watch the second half before I go kicking somebody in the balls, dude. That's kind of oh, like... Enough. Fair enough. That's kind of like saying, you know... All right, uh, I expect uh, one of you guys did this, and I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> smack you in the nuts. Yeah, they don't put... <laughs> can't do that. They, they don't really put the low lights on ESPN, do they? Oh, man, not usually unless they're really low. Like, like... Like the, what, 78 Tampa Bay Bucks low. Yeah, I know. Um... <laughs> Like so the anyway, Steelers long snapper. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go against I'm gonna go against Aaron's uh kicking the balls. Yes, the the fumbles were a big deal, but I'm gonna give my game ball to Jason Campbell. And and you know me, I'm normally a defense guy. Uh you know, giving it to a defensive player. But but dude, seriously. Jason Campbell had some big throws on the day. If you look at if you look at what he did he was 23 for 28. He had 328 yards. He had a big day. Yeah, his quarterback rating was 127.4. Even though he had three sacks, he had no picks. He just lost that fumble. No pick, just lost the fumble. Yeah. He had a big day. 23 of 28 for 328. That's a big day. Yeah. There you go. All Absolutely. Neg- all negated in my eyes when he fumbled twice. So go... Yeah, well, you already, I was just saying, so you go kick him in the balls, and you obviously have. So, there you go. I'm sure he's got a couple. On. He can All right, him. what about you, John? <laughs> Who's your game ball going to? Uh, my game ball goes to London Fletcher. Hands down. He's See, that would normally be my game ball. Yeah. <laughs> he's a beast. He's insane. You know, I really kind of wanted to give it to Santana Moss, but, it's, yeah. oh, man, actually, it's a tough one to think about it. Because London Fletcher pretty much single-handedly guided that defense to to only give up 17 points with all the starters that were out. Um, Mike Green in there, and how weird was it to see someone with Green on the jersey wearing number 25? Yeah, that was weird. Um, yeah, it was strange. Um, just Fletcher. If, if my in my opinion, if Fletcher ever misses a game, our defense is destroyed. Mm-hmm. And if Samuels misses. This weekend's game, we're in in huge trouble. Even more, Santana Moss missed. Mm-hmm. So, as valuable as he was, I'm going to have to give him the game ball. A huge shout out to Santana Moss, but I got to give it to Fletcher. Okay. All right. Well, then I have to give two game balls because Santana Moss has to have one as he supplied 14 points. Yeah. <laughs> 14 of our what was it? 20. Dude, you're just saying that because he's on your fantasy team. 14 or 25. No, that punt return was points. huge. Do you realize that without that punt return, that would have been a one-point one game? Yep. Where they easily would have been in field goal range. Yep. So, I got to give him the game ball, but I can't let it go unnoticed that Clinton Portis has had five straight 100-yard rushing games. 
And that one was looking like he wasn't going to make 100 yards because he had like 79, and then all of a sudden he just busted a few off. Yeah. And uh, Dude, he went uh, officially 24 for 126 with an average of 5.3. Yeah, dude. And he is leading the NFL by roughly 200 yards in rushing at this point, at the midway point. He's outstanding. So those two guys. And Santana Moss could had over 200 yards total yards too, didn't he? Dude, does anybody find that that at all surprising that that, that Portis is out in front like that as far as rushing goes? I think it's I think it's a little surprising considering the new head coach and everything. Um, yeah, I, I find it I completely find it surprising. And I think it's even more surprising that how old is Portis? Twenty seven? Mm-hmm. Twenty eight. Well, I guess he's really rounding into his prime right now. But you know, no, no, never mind. I was about to say maybe he's starting to be in a little bit old for a uh, running back to be having a career banner year, but really he's not. I think he's really he's right on it right now. This is it. Mm-hmm. This is the time. It's the time He's pretty much of kicking. the season for Porter. So, all right, so, okay, we're still on the Lions game. We have one more thing to cover, and that's you, John, and it's your new segment that What's I that? created for you. Crank it's up. time for the Injury Report with John Adams. I thought we were going to start using that Carly Simon song for that. Actually, yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe we should go with that next year because that that that's kind of like a, a kicking the balls light music on that. It's like kicking the balls light. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah. Haven't got time for the pain. Oh yeah, I must not have been paying attention when we said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're the host with the most, dude. <laughs> I know, dude. All right, well, we got we're going into a. Monday night contest, so we got an extra day for players to get healed up. But that being said, Jason Taylor and Sean Springs are out. Um, will not play for sure, dudes. Um, Portis should be fine. He kind of, uh, you know, he took that hit late in the game where he was wincing in pain on the field. Um, his ankle's a little bit tweaked. He's got that hip flexor that's bothering him all year. He's just going to have to play through that basically for his career, I'm thinking. Um, that sounds like one of those injuries that might end up being one of those arthritic things later on. Like, uh, who was it? Uh, 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 that running back for the Steelers that just retired, Jerome Bettis. He used to talk about that at, in his last season after every single game, like Sunday afternoon game, 1 o'clock game. Monday morning, he would wake up and his bedroom's on the second floor of his house. It would take him about a half an hour to roll out of bed and get down the steps like crawling down the stairs, not walking, literally crawling down because he was in so much pain and so much soreness. From a hip flexor? No, just everything in general, but things like that. I think he had a hip thing going on for a while as well. Probably still does. So things like that, injuries that just kind of linger like that throughout a career, um, which, which the hip flexor very well could. I don't think that's something that you really get surgery on. You just have to let it heal up. Right. So... You know, things like that, 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 that's the, that's the reason, things like that are the reasons why running backs, uh, last the least, have the shortest shelf life in the NFL. So good luck with that, Clinton. Yeah. yeah that's so he's battling through that. He's got a minor ankle injury. He's expected to play. 
Uh, Cornelius Griffin, uh, thank goodness we did not lose with him out. I thought, I mean, he's, he's, Anthony Montgomery and Golston are great there at the tackles, but, but Griffin is another one of those players. When he plays, he is insanely good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been playing through a lot of pain, like we said, with his shoulder. So he should be playing. Hope, <laughs> I said this last week, hopefully somehow, somehow against the number one defense in the NFL, we can go out to a big lead so he can go out early and sit through the bye. But I don't see that happening. But, yeah, he's going to be playing, allegedly. Chris Horton should play. Um, everyone else just kind of nicks and bumps and Samuels. Um, Samuels is expected to continue playing throughout the season and probably get his, uh, I think it's his right knee that has had a couple surgeries already. It's going to have to get scoped and probably get some loose bodies removed from it. And wow. he's pretty much going to play through pain for the rest of the season unless he can't make it. They're always talking about bodies and <laughs> loose bodies. Dude, what about uh, Santana Moss? Santana Moss, they expect him to play. Um, same thing, just kind of a tweak. Uh, Zorn said, "Don't expect him to see, or don't expect to see him returning punts more than once a game, because hmm. he's too valuable on offense, and already he's got the dreaded Santana Moss hamstring that has hampered him the last two years is back. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will respond to, as they say, respond to treatment." All right, so does that about wrap it up then? That is about it, wraps so it is up. Is there anyone um, that can strap on a helmet and actually go this week? Um, <laughs> Plackemeyer. They said they're going to tack on a seven to his uh, jersey and stick him out there on the offensive line. Sweet. All right, well, with the uh, – all right, so that pretty much wraps up our report on the Lions game. And right now we need to pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. All right, we're back. Um, All right. That was just enough time to run to the restroom. Yeah, that was just enough time to crack another beer. So moving forward, um, dude, what else do we have on the report? Well, need to do the uh, NFC East report right quick. Oh, yeah. Go ahead with that, John. Let's do a quick rundown. Do you, do you have anything fancy for that this week? Uh, I don't have any fancy new music, but I'll work on that for next week. Okay. All I right. did make it so that the W does not play the whip sound anymore. What does it play now? It plays the where are they now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't need to play that right now. <laughs> All right, the NFC East report. Uh, Giants are six and one. Redskins are six and two. Half a game out. Of course, the Giants have the tiebreaker at this point. Cowboys are game back at five and three, and the Eagles have won, I believe, two in a row, and they're at four and three. The big news in the NFC East this week: Jason Witten has a broken rib. Apparently, it's only one, and he has not ruled himself out for the game this weekend because he's a tough mother. But uh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think he's probably going to be listed as doubtful if if he's not out at all. So that could end up being something else. You know, you always want to see the teams have their best players against each other, blah, blah, blah. But I'm never going to complain if it's Brad Johnson and no Jason Witten going into uh, November 16th. Yeah, and I also have to point out other big news in the NFC East this week is that uh, Brian Westbrook, our nemesis, 
in green is back, and he pretty much kicked some butt this week. He did, but he almost gave one up running into the end zone against the Falcons. He got through a couple guys, and he was running down the left side, and right before, like at the five-yard line, he started celebrating, and this dude from the Falcons got him right behind him and almost knocked the ball out. Almost. I saw the highlight of it. I was like, oh, man, I really wanted him to knock that out. Because hmm. that, that's some you – well, Brian Westbrook's done stuff like that before, I think, even though he's, like, super, super talented and one of the best players in the in the NFL. Like, dude, you got to get in the end zone. Maybe it's an Eagles thing this year. you got to get in the end zone before you celebrate. Mm-hmm. Well, we got one more game with them before we knock them out for good. So, hopefully uh-huh. he'll be stupid. Continue to be stupid. So is that the um, – that's the end of the NFC East report then? Yeah, I'm trying to keep that short because, you know. Because it's other teams that we hate. Exactly. Just the just – just, the, uh, just to run down of where everyone is and uh, any significant injuries like Witten. Mm-hmm. Brad Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Old Johnson. man Johnson. So, dude, what was up? John, I know you have more information on this whole uh, Clinton-Portis argument with uh, Jim Zorn on the sideline. What was going on with that? The word is Portis took himself out because he was having an equipment malfunction, a wardrobe malfunction with his helmet. So he got his helmet fixed, and he went back in, I think, on the third play after he went out, and Zorn didn't know he went back in, so he called a play involving Sean Alexander. And then looked up and, uh, and, crap, there's Portis. So it really threw him off. And then when Portis came back off, um, he didn't really want to get bitched at. He didn't, I don't think he said anything. He wasn't like arguing with him, but he wasn't giving Zorn his undivided attention. And Zorn pretty much let him know that he had damn well better give him his undivided attention. Um, and I think we saw in the press conference afterwards where he got mad at that one reporter because he couldn't figure out what he was trying to ask him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's got a bit of a fiery temper, but that's all right, man. Yeah, I like that. So, and he made up with that reporter like very soon afterwards as well. He's like, sorry, I, you know, I was a little, a little pissed off. So, <laughs> while we're talking about Sean Alexander, um, why is he so hesitant hitting those holes, man? Because he hasn't played this year? Because he had no training camp? He kind of looks like someone like dipping their toe in the water to see if it's cold. Yeah, dude, dude, in. he didn't go to tra- – he hasn't played since last year. All right, all right. I'll give him a little break, but – He had no training camp. He's just starting. I mean, he's only been on the Redskins for, like, what, a week and a half? I think two, I think at uh, press time, two two weeks total. But he's actually been a Washington Redskins. All right, that's cool. But he's going to have to uh, shape up. <laughs> I think the fact – we're really lucky. I think we're really lucky that he already knows this offense, basically – um, he's able to, uh, he hasn't had any trouble on like handoffs that I can think of on the few plays he's been in. He looks healthy. He looked better this week than he did last week. Um, dudes, I'm telling you, once we get late in December and we get into the playoffs in early January and whatnot, Sean Alexander, everyone's going to go, holy crap, when did the Redskins get Sean Alexander? I hope so. <laughs> I hope you're right. I think so. I'm uh, not saying we're not going to hear from Liddell Betts again, but, I mean, yeah. Sean Alexander, he's not hurt, and he's just going to get more and more reps um, as games go on, especially if we finally blow someone out so Portis can rest. Oh, John. Yard lead. Uh, any danger? 
think Liddell Betts is in some danger, actually. He has a history of fumbles, and he has a history of being injured all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, while I'm thinking about this, I, was, I thought you were going to, like, bust one out when uh, or do a spit take. And, and when I heard, <laughs> heard that announcer say, Sean Swism's been really good for the as a Redskin. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was, I, were we on the phone at that point? Or did I, call, I think I called you right after that. I think and so. I was like, no, he wasn't. Yeah, I, I called you after that, and he was like, and what's up with the guy saying that? And I was like, dude, I know. <laughs> yeah, I yelled at the TV, no, he isn't. <laughs> but then he went on to kick, like, three field goals, and I actually took a running tally of his kickoffs in this game. And oh, what his, was it? Well, his, his, his he, you know, he, he sucked at first. He missed that field goal. But then after that, it was a, you know, he hit everything else. He, his kickoffs from the beginning of the game to the end were to the ten the two, five yards in, to the one, two yards in, and to the six. Hmm. But it wasn't, so he actually had a pretty good game. It was in a um, dome, though. It was in a dome, exactly. It's not in the snow in at the end of December or in January. What about Plaquemine? And, uh, and, dude, he is looking more and more. I, I said it last week. He's looking more and more like the kicker from the replacement. Every time. It looks like he just stopped drinking like an hour before the game. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks all like he's getting ready to see. He's like, oh, i got to kick this ball so I can go to the sideline and throw up because I drank so much beer. Dude, what <laughs> like about... His face is all drawn and everything. <laughs> he's all pale and sweaty. <laughs> what about <laughs> what about Plackemeyer, dude? What was his um, stat? Plackemeyer had a good game. He had one, one punt. He had two punts total. One was within the 20. Um, he dropped it in there at, like, the 11, I think. I can't remember for sure. Um, and the other one was a really good punt. He really knocked it out there, and it was a 40.5 average. That's an improvement. He was really good. It's definitely he an lost improvement. like 1.8 pounds from that's, all the exercise. Dude, that's definitely an improvement over your uh, boy, Derek Brooks. Yeah. Too bad for Brooks. You know, Brooks is going to be all right. He'll, he'll catch on with someone else. Sorry, I mean Durant Brooks. I just combined. <laughs> yeah. I combined it. Look with someone else, like the Philadelphia Soul. <laughs> Philadelphia Soul. Yeah, dude, that'd be perfect because he only has to kick a 20-yard, you know. <laughs> dude, yeah, but he's dude, gotta dude, kick don't it, you get... He's got to kick it through like a four-foot wide upright. There. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, anyway, but we do grants. The Philadelphia Soul. Anyway. Wow. Um, All right, this next game, I think we're to this point in the itinerary here. The next game is at home, thank goodness, against the Steelers. We're going in there pretty beat up, but hopefully not as beat up as against the Lions. And I heard this week, uh, I read today that Zorn said that we need to play more suddenly. Yeah. More suddenly? Suddenly. More suddenly. In other words, stop like, like sauntering around. we're here and we're playing? Yeah, like stop sauntering around and get in there and do your job. It takes and us focus. now. Like the last three games, it's taken us to like the third quarter before people were like, "Crap, we got to get going." Yeah, you're right, dude. Suddenly. I like you're exactly that. right. I like that little term he had there. We have to play suddenly. The Steelers coming off of a loss, as you said earlier, to the a bitter loss to the Giants that they blew in the last few minutes of the game. Dude, r- ruthless booger through that lap through that. Interception with like a minute and thirty seconds left. Dude, they had a yeah. shot. They had a shot, but man, you cannot 
bust on Roethlisberger, he gets sacked like 17 times a game. His offensive line is a piece of crap. I cannot see – most. you know, he's a big guy. He's probably physically, other than the Pillsbury throw boy, he's probably physically the biggest quarterback in the NFL right now. And I'm talking about Lorenzen, who was the uh, backup for the Giants last year as the Pillsbury throw boy. <laughs> um, Roethlisberger is big. And he has had the absolute living snot beat out of him every single week. I don't know how he's still playing. Yeah, I, saw... I cannot, Most quarterbacks would be out, knocked out for a week or two or longer at this point. He is getting the tar beat out of him every week, which tells me our defense should be beating the tar out of him this week, too. But they probably won't. But they probably won't. They'll sit back in coverage. Um, as you were saying, Santana Holmes, I mean, Santonio. We'll be back um, this weekend from his drug arrest suspension. Um, unless the league comes in this week and says, oh, yeah, you're you're out for four games for the substance abuse. He should be. Um, which he should be because, obviously, if he got busted with pot in his car and admitted to the cops he was smoking it, they should have tested him the next day mm-hmm. um, if they're trying to be equal and fair to everybody. Um, yeah, Steelers offense. Not very good. Well, the offensive line not very good. They're still their third string running back is still doing pretty good, and they've got great weapons, including Heinz Ward, who is the Clinton Portis of wide receivers mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah, as in he will destroy someone if their head's not on a swivel. Swivel. He will destroy a blocker running downfield if they're not playing at that, paying attention. Now their defense, on the other hand. Um, Steelers defense is the number one defense in the NFL, and they are stout. Yeah, I'm a little concerned oh. about this. We're going to have to be on our best game, and the last few weeks the Redskins have been kind of like letting down because they haven't been playing. We've been in the soft part of our schedule, so to speak. We've been playing down to the competition. Time to get back up, dudes. We yep. got this game and then a bye, and we got to get ready for the Cowboys on my birthday oh. at home. And then we need to make this push, get into the playoffs. Yeah. Did they play the Cowboys on your birthday? Mm-hmm. Nice. Really? Yep. So I need a good birthday present from the Redskins. And I'll take that thank you note from Chris Cooley also while they're at it. Dude, I, why, why don't I call up uh, Mark Brunel and he'll send you an extra special uh, birthday gift. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. the Cooley's, <laughs> you know, as Dan a Dan Dan couple... I think the coolies should just come over for Thanksgiving. We could all have Thanksgiving either. Thanksgiving. No, he might do something to the food as a practical joke. <laughs> He'll open up the food and there'll be a card that says, have some yellow cake. <laughs> or he'll put a yellow cake down into the turkey carcass. <laughs> Dude, I want to talk some more about the uh, Steelers game before we uh, move on. All right, here, go for it. Uh, uh, like you said, or like we were talking about, the defense is stout. They are pissed off because they lost the game they probably should have won because their offensive line is leaky. Um, you know, I don't know if they're mad at Ben Roethlisberger for, because he is toughing it out, but maybe he's, he's hurt more than we know. I'm sure he is. He's got to be. He gets sacked like – literally, he gets sacked like six times a game. And he gets knocked – I read a couple and weeks ago – he gets knocked down. Yeah, the knockdowns are even worse. Dude, I really. Heard- Dude, I read a few weeks ago, this is a few weeks ago, mind you, not this week, that he was 
being knocked down an average of one of every two times he dropped back to pass. That's crazy. And they are a running team. But still, good Lord. But their defense, you know, you know I mean, as much as people like to joke, joke Palomalu because of his uh, long hair and everything, dude's good. Mm-hmm. Dude's a good player. Harrison, I think is his name, is the uh, nose tackle, I think. And he was the one who had that bag long snap, but he's the backup long snapper. Mm-hmm. So he's very good on defense. They have a lot of good players. Farrier's a good leader out there. Um, you, you, we're really going to be in trouble. And that that coming full circle from early in the podcast where I mentioned it a couple times, and I was like, oh, we don't, we'll wait on it. With um, the most important player on offense being out, if, if Chris Samuels is out, we are screwed. We can work around Santana Moss. We can still win without him. I would hate to try, but if Chris Samuels is out, they are going to destroy Jason Campbell in this game. Mm-hmm. Or they have the capability to absolutely destroy him. Because um, Samuels is, is, you know, he's solid. He's very solid. That's why he keeps going to the Pro Bowl. I think we're going to have to come out passing because they're going to key you on Clinton Bordas from the beginning. Yeah, and you know what? And you and I were mad about this at the beginning of the game. Zorn has got to stop being cutesy. cutesy. That's the first time we've said his name. You think he's cute? Zorn? No. Zorn. Late Zorn. No, we talked about him a few other times. I just missed my cue. Yeah, we just missed it. That's all right. I, I really wanted to get that in there. Um... Yeah, on that first drive in the game against the Lions, we're busting the ball downfield, things are going great. And then, like, you know, he was talking about there were failed handoffs and stuff like that. Things weren't quite right at the goal line and nitpicking and stuff. It's like, dude, just pound the ball. You're on the two. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to run all these fancy, like, shovel pass, draw, hybrid play things that you were doing. Just just pound it in, man. What was that college little shovel pass thing? trying to be all like he's trying to get those you know he's been going bread and butter and he's trying to get the more advanced plays going and he's putting them in at the wrong damn time is what I think it's like keep going with the bread and butter and make sure that stuff's good when you're up by 14 or 21 then you can start you can start putting the jelly on there with the peanut butter yeah it's like you can start going fancy yeah we like the bread you can add the slices of banana in there it's all right you can can cut off the crust yeah diagonally dude like we should have been, we should have been cutting off the crust and cutting the sandwich diagonally against the lions, and bare, and we we barely got the jelly on the bread. Dude, we marched down the field, and then he gets to like inside the five and does all that cutesy stuff, and then we end up having to kick a field goal. That's two yard line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, anywho, yeah, and Randall has got to stop running sideways, sideways. Yeah. Even when he caught one of those big passes, he ran sideways. It was like he fielded a punt, and he immediately ran like 15 yards straight across the field. <laughs> and I like it, Randall L., but dude, seriously. Uphill, downhill. Come on. All right, dude. Even with dude, all that said, we at least got a W still. Yeah, we did. And yeah, exactly. Going back to that. And we're going to get week. one on Monday six night. Six and two. Monday night at home. When was the last... Here, here, here's a precursor to uh, Tom's trivia. When was the last time we had a home game on Monday Night Football? I think we played the Vikings, huh. and I think I was there. Was that a Thursday Monday Night game to start the season? 
I don't remember. I think it was. Maybe. It was a night game. Yeah. Tom I think it was a Thursday-Monday night game. Tom would know. A Thursday-Monday night game. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, dude, speaking – what's up, Josh? I was just saying, here's one. When's the last time we did not say dude in a podcast? Never. Ever. And speaking (laughs) of that dude – Dude. Speaking of those trivia questions, you guys know what it's time for? It is time. Dude's trivia. It's time, once again, for Tom's Trivia. Hey guys, here's another installment of Tom's Trivia. Uh, We are in uh, Monday Night Football week, getting ready for the Steelers this week after a win against Detroit last week. Um, I know I predicted a blowout, and it certainly wasn't a blowout, but uh, if you look at it, you eliminate those penalties in the first half, and that game was destined to blow out. We destroyed them statistically, and somehow we were losing at halftime. But, um, we basically played the second half, but we played the first half without the penalties, and we outscored them 19-7 in the uh, second half, and I'm sure that first half would have been something similar to that. So had all the potentials of being a blowout, but a win is a win. I'm, I, I was somewhat right in predicting uh, Campbell would have a huge day. He didn't quite throw for his touchdown passes, but 325-plus yards, uh, barely any incompletions, and frankly, two of those were caught out of bounds. One was dropped, and like, there were two more in there that were, you know, weren't great passes, but that's about it. He had a great day. He had a day like uh, Bill Sims in the Super Bowl. Um, just one of those days, high percentage, completion percentage rate, and very efficient with the ball. Obviously, Portis is a stud again, and Moss was all world, so I'm in agreement with uh, Zabin, Steve Zabin on uh, Fox Sports Radio, and then also in the Sports Reporters, he says the Redskins are sitting on a rocket ship waiting to explode. That offense did it just a little bit out of tune, but once they get into once they get it together and they get the system under control, that they're looking to have a blowout game. So hopefully we keep it up. <clears throat> All right. To remind you, the question from last week was who was the uh, in the four seasons that Joe Gibbs took the Redskins to the Super Bowl, they only lost one time at home in the four seasons combined, to a non-division opponent. What was that game? And the answer is 1987 against the Saints, uh, sorry, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they lost 30-26, also on Monday night. And um, that was a game that uh, the Redskins should have won, but they didn't. But obviously they turned around and played well the rest of the year. Uh, so to, to recap, in 82, they lost one game at home against Dallas. They were 8-1. That was a strike short in year. In 83, they lost two games, one at home against Dallas on Monday night by one point, and once on the road uh, against Green Bay, also on Monday night, also by one point. Um, in 87, they had four losses at Atlanta, at Philly, home against the Rams, and at Miami. And in 91, they lost two games, once home against Dallas, and once, and then they finished the season at Philadelphia when we pulled our starters with a big lead. So, the reason I ask this question, of course, is to show you that the fact that we lost the Rams at home should have no consequence to us this year. Nothing's going to stop us from going to the Super Bowl. Cars is beating uh, um, Pittsburgh, because then our only home losses would be the Rams. And I guess we could lose another one, but that would be to the division opponent. So, the streak could still be alive if we beat Pittsburgh. All right. Well, speaking of the Pittsburgh game, here's another question. There was a streak that existed from the start 
of the Redskins' existence that existed and was a perfect um, streak until a game against Green Bay in 2004. I would like you to tell me what that streak was, how did it end, and how does it affect, or how, how does it, how does the streak implicate this week's game against Pittsburgh? And that's a bit vague. Let me try that again. There was a streak that existed, that existed at the beginning of the Redskins back in the 1930s all the way through 2004. In a game against Green Bay, the streak was broken. How does that, what was the streak? How did it end? And what are its implications for the game this Monday night at home against the Steelers? I know it's sort of a non-specific question, and it may be one of those things either you know it or you don't. But it was a pretty cool thing, I, and uh, I thought it would be nice to ask it again. Okay, well, uh, thanks for sending all your answers. Um, Big Mike in uh, Orlando was the correct answer, gave the correct answer for the passing questions, and uh, he gets all the prizes and gifts we give out. And uh, But lots of people said in the answers, lots of people were right. So congratulations to everybody. And uh, stay tuned for – I'll put the question online as soon as the podcast is up, which I think is tonight. And um, that's it. Stay tuned for questions next week. All right, well, bring on the Steelers. It's going to be uh, be loud in that stadium, and it's going to be a lot of Steeler fans. They travel well, and a lot of them live around here. So time to make some noise. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, congratulations to Big Mike on another All right. correct answer. And if you guys know the answer to this week's Tom's trivia, go ahead and send it to Tom at Tom at Tom at HarryHogFootball dot com, or you can call the Hog Line at two zero six two zero three one five six six. That's two zero six two zero three one five six six. Call now. And as always, you guys can send us an email about whatever's on your mind at uh, Redskins fan at harryhogfootball.com, and we'll more than likely write it back, write you back. We'll probably write you back, one of us. And if you call and leave a message and it's, it's uh, good enough, funny enough, we might just tack it on to the end of the podcast. Dude, I can't think of any emails that we've gotten where we haven't responded to people. Uh, I don't, yeah, I think at least one of us usually answers pretty much everyone. Hey, we just, speaking of that, we just got one from a wit out in the Philippines last week. He is our first official um, Harry Hog football map, uh, listener in the Philippines. Uh, he's originally, f- um, from Virginia and his family are Redskins fans. So, Whit, you're on the map, dude. And, uh, you're expanding our, our international, uh, listenership on the, uh, the Harry Hog football map. And if there's anyone out there listening that wants to be on the Harry Hog map, the Harry Hog Nation link is on the, uh, top of the website on the right hand side. It says Harry Hog Nation with lots of exclamation points. Check it out way, if you want. If you want your uh, information on there, give me a give me an email at a. Uh, do we have one? What was the one? Nation. You can send it to HHF Nation, or or you can just send it to uh, John. John at, at HarryHogFootball.com. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, right on. Uh, I'll get you on there. Yes. Yeah, so. That map, by the way, you can um, you can actually uh, drag that thing all around and go all the way around the world. So yeah, um, yeah. You can you can expand it. Make it bigger, make it smaller, drag it around. And if you're having trouble finding stuff on there, sometimes uh, people's browsers and uh, tend to uh, tend to not refresh. So just just hit refresh on your browser, and it'll yeah. it'll update you. 
All right, so uh, way to go. Whoa. Dude, you for wit out in Philippines. Way to go, wit. <laughs> wit, who is wit, who I had a funny uh, running dialogue with about dude and the ever-elusive uh, dude, man. <laughs> dude, I can't believe I jumped the gun on the music again. I can. Even dude. After I fixed. I even fixed <laughs> the hot the Here's a question. When, when's the last time Aaron did not jump the gun? When's the last time Aaron did not jump the gun? All right, dude. Are you ready for this, Josh? Yeah, go for it. Where are you now? Where are you now, old Redskin player of old? All right, dudes. This week's Where Are You Now? Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Played for the Washington Redskins from 1988 to 1990. Eddie Mason. He was a running back. He was a running back. Oh, we got it. Ernest Biner. If you get it, I'll give you a dollar on the, by the count of three. One, Terry two, Terry three. Allen. No. No, you said 88, didn't you? Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. Ernest Biner. This guy, uh, this Washington Redskin, where are you now this week, is Jamie Morris. Jamie Morris. You guys remember Jamie Morris? Are you sure that's not Bam Morris? Uh, no, Jamie Morris. Who? Play for the Giants, dude. What? <laughs> I don't Jamie remember. Jamie Morris. I don't remember him at all. I don't remember this guy ever. <laughs> dude. Are you sure? <laughs> Here's the deal. He had a really short career. Um, and actually, uh, I pulled this together thinking of David in Michigan. Um, so come on, David. You know, uh, you still have a narrow marginal lead at this point, but uh, you can pull it out. So um, Jamie Morris went to the University of Michigan, and uh, he was actually ended up being drafted in the uh, fourth round. Um, and... Uh, you know, I think he was kind of brought in as a third, uh, as a third running back, um, kind of a, 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 a successor to Calvin Bryant, that fellow. He was kind of a small dude. He was only like five foot seven. Um, and uh, let's see. Um, I guess probably the biggest game that he had. Uh, he, you know, up until this point in 1989, he had only had 81 carries. Uh, for 285 yards. 81? Yeah, but, but, um. When? I've never heard of this guy. What's that? <laughs> Aaron, do you, have you heard of this guy? Do you remember this guy at all? I've never heard of him. Never? 81 carries? Yeah. Jeez. Dude, I don't know, but we gotta wrap this thing up. Alright, sorry. Alright, 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 I'll move on. But what, but what I wanted to tell you is, he set an NFL record in one game. For the most rushing attempts, he had 45 rushing attempts on December 17, 1988, when the Redskins played the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Really? I wanted, you say just so. wanted to point this out, okay? Interesting. Life after, life after football, got any guesses? Car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Car wash. No, no, that's what that's what you would think, but uh, actually... Um, Shrimp club. Stick. Hair salon. <laughs> Shrimp boat captain. <laughs> um, Very in 2006, uh, he moved back to Michigan, uh, went to work for the uh, University of Michigan Athletic Department, um, some, doing something in development there, um, and uh, raising a lot of money for the school. Um, he also uh, he hosted a uh, 2005 
football something or another uh, in, in the Detroit, the Detroit area. Um, but currently he's uh, co-hosting um, a Sunday morning sports talk show with, um, with John Bacon. Not the same Bacon, not Coy Bacon, who we mentioned, what, six weeks ago? <laughs> um, with John Bacon on WTKA in Ann Arbor. So if, uh, David, I don't know if you're listening on WTKA, but if you're listening in there to, um, uh, to this guy, Jamie Morris, you're listening to a former resident. Excellent. There you have it. Very interesting. All right, so congratulations uh, to Jamie Morris. Michigan, um, quietest 110,000 fans in college football. So um, we're looking forward to this week's game against the Steelers. It's going to be a good one, Monday night football. Um, send us an email, RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com. Dude, get pumped. We're 6-2. and two. Get pumped for the game. Pumped. And as usual, and always, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, Choke Bye-bye. Bye-bye.